And, and I want to tell you, I'm going to like this. I'm going to like this. Now, I don't go out alone, because golf for me is a relational thing. I, I do it just to have relationships with my son, with other people, you know. But let me tell you what I like about it. It's different from any sport I've ever been in. Because in every sport I've been in, football, weightlifting, you know, it was the absolute concentration and flat-out effort that really made the game. It's not like that with golf. As a matter of fact, the harder you try, the worse you get. <laughs> I, I'm learning that. I'm learning that. You know, oh, Rudy, my coach over there, see? You just, you, you, you've got to get to the place where there are probably a thousand things you need to remember to have a good golf swing. But when you start going down the list, you're sunk. You start playing the details, you're sunk. You've got to get to the place where, yeah, you're kind of concentrating, but no, you're kind of not, because it's a fluid thing, see? It's a natural thing. <clears throat> and I've learned, I've been out the driving range uh, enough times to know that the more I try to force it, the bigger the divot. I mean, it's just a, it's just a formula. The more force, the bigger the divot. Well, I want to tell you the same thing is true in your Christian life, you know? The more you try to force it, the more you try to do it on your own, the bigger the divot, or the bigger the whiff. Because... Christ meant it to be a relationship with him. So what do you do in very practical terms? Get yourself back to where you can hear him. You, you know how to do that. Avail yourself of Christian music. Avail yourself of other Christians. Avail yourself of the word. Read the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Put that information in your brain. You know? Uh, uh, take time just to sit quietly. One of the great things I loved about this, this uh, uh, time this morning is this, it's just quiet time. There's, there are so many loud distractions in the world. Sometimes you've got to get away to where it's so quiet you can hear your heart pump. And then you begin to sense that kind of, of relationship. It's not all in the, in the holiest things that you do. As a matter of fact, unless you can see him, Unless you, can, unless you can come to him so closely that you see him in everything. You know what? I don't know whether you've seen the new murals we've got on the Sunday school walls. But when it was decided, what would be painted? We've, we've, we're doing this uh, foundation for the arts thing, and we're calling out artists, and we're asking them to, to use their gifts for the glory of God. You can go, and in one room, there's, a, there's, there's, not, one, there's not one picture of Moses back there on the walls. What, what there is when you're, when you're walking in, there's a jungle scene. And, and, and in another room, there's a, there's, a, there's a picture of the galaxy. In another room, there is, a, there is a, a, a picture of a front porch with a dog on it, you know? Now, 20 years ago, if I'd have walked into church and they had had artwork without some picture of Jesus somewhere, I'd have say, these people aren't spiritual people, you know? But now I realize it's not up to them to put Jesus in there. It's up to me to put Jesus in there. You understand? It's not their shortcoming, it's my shortcoming. They aren't spiritual dwarfs, I'm a spiritual dwarf if I can't see Jesus in those things. And the way I'm gonna see Jesus is to come back to my first love. To just build a relationship with him. To do everything I can to say, Jesus, speak to me. Let me listen to you, let me love you. And then all the rest will come clear. Pray with me.
God, how complicated we make this whole thing. But how simple it is just to love you. Give us the release. Give us the perspective just to love you again and again and again. Lord, we do want to have you in every aspect of our lives. But help us to know we can't create you in those aspects. We can only love you and then watch your revealing of yourself in those circumstances and in those relationships. Come, Lord Jesus, reveal yourself. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. for my prayer 
in the joy of my salvation. You're the one I need. Jesus, be my Somehow as time went by, I know I tried to give you second place, but now familiar with the passage of scripture from which this song comes in Revelation as John is given this message to give to the church and for each church there is a different message this message of this I have against you you have left your first love was a message for the church at Ephesus it's interesting to me how this message could come in just the second generation of this church. Because in the first generation of the church at Ephesus, Paul records these words about them. He writes to them in his first chapter of the book of, of Ephesians. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I have not stopped giving thanks for you remembering you in my prayers what happens to a church what happens to a people so paul would give thanks for them because of their love to a point where they are being warned by god i have this against you you've left your first love well, it's not hard for us to realize that when we realize how easy it is for us to forget many of the things that Jesus taught us. And in fact, even as Jesus taught His disciples, He knew that they would forget. And so He has left for us just a, a small detail to remember. And that is this, that we should focus on Him alone that we should love Him first and completely. And because He knew we would forget even that, 
He has left for us a remembrance, a time, a special time, the Bible says, for us to come together and remember what He's done. And He chose an occasion that was not on top of a mountain somewhere, but was just a meal together with His disciples. And essentially, He said to them, look, I know you're going to forget. And so I want you to have this one time that we'll come back together, that the whole body will come together and remember. And so this morning, as you've heard this message about the details, there's something you need to remember. And that is our faith, our hope is in Christ alone. And He's left this supper for us to remember. Would the communion servers come forward? But along with what He has called us to remember, there are some things also that we need to forget this morning. Because Jesus also knew that it would be our sins that would separate us from the love of God. Not because He separates us, but because we separate ourselves by our sin. And so, He's told us that if we will confess our sins, that He will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And in fact, Scripture tells us that God will not even remember our sins once we've done that, once He has forgiven us. And yet, for many of us, we come into a time like this, an intimate time around this table. And the only thing we can think about are the things that we've done wrong. And Jesus' invitation to you this morning is first of all for you to remember what He's done, but then to confess those things you've done and forget them and leave them behind. And so it's with those words that I invite you to do two things this morning. First of all, I invite you to this table, not because of me, but because of Jesus. We invite you, if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, to partake of these elements. But I also invite you this morning to confess those things which separate you from God. Maybe those are the details of your life that you need to forget today. And if there are specific things that Jesus brings to your mind this morning, confess those to Him and then leave them behind. If you prefer, we have a general prayer of confession from the Book of Common Prayer that will be on the screen. And we invite you also to use that prayer if you would just like to have something to pray this morning. But this morning, again, you're invited to this table. Would you wait until all have been served and then we'll partake together.
The Bible tells us that on the night He was betrayed, that Jesus took the bread and after He had given thanks for it, He broke it. And He said, this bread is My body which has been broken for you. Take and eat this, and each time you do, remember Me, the body of our Lord Jesus Christ. And in the same way, after supper, He took the cup and when He had blessed it, He said, this is the, new, the cup of the new covenant which has been given to you. Take and drink this, and each time you do, remember Me, the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Would you pray with Me? Lord Jesus, we thank You this morning for this reminder of the sacrifice You made on our behalf. We thank You this morning for the fact that You have called us together as Your children. We thank You for this reminder You've given us through Your teaching that You are the prime mover in the universe, that You are in control of everything. And yet, You are a God who is concerned about every part of our lives. Lord, our prayer is that You truly would help us to restore ourselves to a place of loving You first, knowing that that grace to do that comes from You alone. And Lord, it's our prayer that You would revive us to a place that we can be Your salt and light in the world. And we ask for this. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you stand? Oh
Would you hear now these words of benediction? Before I read them, though, let me remind you that we have a prayer team, and those folks will be right down here on the right side of the sanctuary. They would love to pray with you before you leave this morning. Let me encourage you, if you've come here this morning and you have never trusted Jesus Christ for your salvation, if you've never taken that first step, that's more than a detail. That is absolutely essential and fundamental to everything else that you've heard Joel talk about this morning. So we encourage you to come and pray before you leave today. These words come from Psalm chapter 80, and we're given this assurance from God. And then we will not turn away from you. Revive us, and we will call on your name. And then you will restore us, O Lord God Almighty. And you will make your face shine upon us. Amen. Go in his peace.